You're listening to Tabletop Arcanum, a podcast dedicated to learning and exploring the hobby of tabletop gaming. Your hosts are Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, so sit back and relax as we talk, discuss, and joke our way through the hobby we love so much. The unquiet spirits of the dead cry out and ghouls stalk the midnight streets. Derelict portals yawn open between our existence and the horrific underworld. And even in the storied French Hill neighborhood, the odor of the silver twilight plots path to greater power. Venture to other worlds and secrets of the Order expansion for Arkham Horror the board game. Four new investigators confront the ghosts of Arkham's past with new scenarios, map tiles, and hundreds of cards included in this expansion. Welcome to Tabletop Arcanum, this is Justin, and I am bringing you a expansion review of the Arkham Horror 3rd Edition, Secrets of the Order. This is $39.95 smaller box expansion to the board game, does require the main game to have, and will add four new characters, handful of new monsters, three new scenarios, and some map tiles for your love, as well as some new asset cards, a new condition, some new headlines, some new encounter cards for the existing neighborhood decks. So, nothing too crazy in this expansion, but it does have heavy influence with the Order of the Silver Twilight. It has kind of an undead two of the three scenarios, a very haunty, ghosty-themed, spirit-themed ones. And the other one is a Yogg-Sothoth uh, key and gate scenario. Uh, so, derelict portals and things of that nature. So, it does a really good job of... Uh, having that. So my first impressions on the box is as a $40 expansion box, this has uh, three new scenarios and and stuff for us to explore. And as the game's been progressing, it's been getting a little bit more bigger with the uh, amount of map tiles, so we can have larger and larger boards. Way back when, that was something that I felt 3rd edition may not have included well enough. The board game map seemed a little bit tighter or smaller than, say, 2nd edition's sprawling metropolis that uh, Arkham can be. I don't feel that way anymore with the new, especially with the last couple expansion contents being added to this game. So let's first dive a little bit into the scenarios themselves. I'll give kind of what I liked about them, what I didn't like about them, and then we'll dive into the uh, investigators, and then finally... Uh, an overall thoughts of this expansion. So first, uh, The Dead Cry Out. This was the first expansion. It has a nice bystander, well, interesting bystander mechanic where allies are kind of the big focus and they are being harassed by the ghoul, the gugs and gas monsters that are running around the seat and they're trying to eat things. And it's kind of this, you can't deal with the mystery of what's going on right away because there's an, a more immediate crisis to the citizens of Arkham. So it puts that uh, pressure on the players very early on. It does um, keep that pressure going very well and gates the underworld and hidden paths of the underworld, which is kind of the new mechanic in this expansion, are kind of in the forefront focus on there. The underworld is actually just there. You can go there, and it does very well in this one. It's a little rough uh, on the edges, but the story is still pretty solid. Uh, overall, Dead Cry Out, definitely one I will be coming back to a few times. Next, I dug around on The Key and the Gate. This is a very classic Yogg-Sothoth story arc. You work with the Order of the Silver Twilight a little bit and Carl Sanford, their leader. And one of the big important things I need to call out in this is the story tension is there that you're not exactly sure if 
they're pretty they're willing to help or not so it's one of those yeah you're helping them but are you helping them are they just trying to control the key and the gate for themselves um you can discover the truth a little bit behind this based on some of your outcomes but having that little like oh wait maybe this isn't a good thing that we're doing because we just went to get help and now all of a sudden this order the silver twilight are they really on our side or are they trying to just use us as pawns so I liked it for that. Um, it does have a nice uh, addition to the game board and partway through the game, which I enjoyed. The mechanics overall were pretty solid throughout that one. Uh, Bound to Serve. This was the third one I played out of the expansion and the third and final scenario listed in here. I do enjoy Bound to Serve as well. The map, a little less so because it's very long, which makes it a little weird to play on the table. But also, if you need to get to one end to the other, it gets really tricky. So some of those long maps can be challenging. And this one definitely was. My player combinations, while I played it, were not necessarily idealized. I only realized that after the fact that I had issues warding because I had two characters with really weak uh, warding capabilities. Now, was able to circumvent that with some re-rolls um, and, and was playing with some new characters. I was able to kind of get re-rolls and tests and kind of force them my way through the game. But it definitely didn't go very smoothly as I had to figure out how to make the game work uh, with what the tools I had available to me. So overall, all three expansions, I can't really say anything truly awful about any in particular one. Um, Bound of Service probably the one I like the least for layout, but story-wise is really neat. The Key in the Gate probably has the best story of the three of them in my opinion. Definitely a welcome addition to the Arkham Horror 3rd Edition board game. Next, let's talk a little bit about the investigators themselves. There are four new ones in here. Uh, they're all characters we've seen in other Arkham games at some point, so no one brands making new. Uh, Mark Harrigan, the soldier, he's a very combat-focused sort of individual and plays with the delay mechanic a bit, which I kind of found fun. Next was uh, Winifred Hamanock, and she's the aviatrix uh she is one that started in the card game as a brand new character and is now starting to appear in the other arkham files games now winifred is interesting because she's very balanced and is uh, a daredevil and one of her my cards i love using with her is anything you could do i can do uh, which allows her to do an action that another investigator has just done with the same dice pool plus an extra die. Kind of that daredevil-like cocky attitude, which um, really enhances the type of character she is. And then the two I liked the most were the, the, these two. Uh, Preston Fairmont, the millionaire. He's the one I was kind of having to force through with uh, other mechanics, as one of his mechanics is he can spend dollars to reroll dice as long as he has money, and as a millionaire, he has easy ways to make some money um, he's a lot of fun in that sense and is just an overall he can kind of force his way through a game if he needs to he is also one of my more favorite characters to play in the lcg card game so there is that um, carryover in here and i feel like they keep preston's um, feeling of how to play him throughout the different games pretty consistently Lastly, and probably my new favorite character in the Arkham Horror 3rd Edition, um, I haven't been a fan of Agatha Crane in other editions and other versions as much as I am in this one. Uh, she has a really cool 
double-sided card called the Occult Principle and Scientific Metal Method, which allows her to take some bonus actions. And really, she just... The biggest thing that I loved using with her is uh, the Spirit Camera, which allowed her to bypass uh, a Mythos token and spawn a clue instead. So I had clues on the board with her almost always, and it was never really a big issue. So I really, really do enjoy her for that, and I think in a larger group game that would even become more powerful. The only downside is when I was playing, I played two characters, so she can only affect her own Mythos tokens, but there was only four being pulled each Mythos phase. In a larger group game, that four becomes six or eight or even, you know, uh, ten to twelve, and that's where her power might start decreasing because only the tokens she can affect are her own. So if she doesn't see the overpowering uh, obnoxious ones like a gate burst or a, a reckoning, um, she may have a tougher time dealing with uh, reacting to that. But overall, all the characters are fun to play. They definitely have different strengths and weaknesses. Preston and Agatha, I think, are my favorites in there. Agatha definitely is weak in the uh, combat scene, so you definitely want to make sure she's paired with someone who can take care of monsters. Uh, likewise, Mark is not very good at anything clue-related, so make sure you bring someone like Agatha along. So Mark and Agatha uh, made a really good combination if you're just using expansion characters. But with this being the third expansion, there's a lot out there that um, you can include in the game. Enough about that, let's talk about the big overall feelings on this one. Overall, Secrets of the Order, I think, is a really solid expansion for Arkham Horror 3rd Edition, so if you want to pick this up as your first expansion, I definitely would say that is a great play. Um, I do think Under Dark Waves, the big box expansion, gives you a little bit more bang for your buck because there's a lot more stuff that they put in the box. However, it comes with a much heavier price tag. You're going to have to make your own decisions on that. But at $40, I still feel the expansions are a little over costed um it is three new scenarios it is map tiles there is a lot in the boxes uh especially cards because each scenario comes with its own set of cards so there's a lot to say to that in the production on there and always the fantasy flight games production value or production quality of their components are right there at the top end tier so i don't really have any issues with that it's just really how many how much is too much to spend on an expansion for a board game if it was closer to the $30 range I don't know if I would be so upset about it but definitely the $40 price range is a um, little on the heavier end if you're a big fan of Arkham Horror to start with then it is definitely something you're going to pick up and enjoy if it is if Arkham Horror 3rd Edition is not necessarily your game um, this isn't going to change the gameplay enough to make you want to play 3rd Edition that being said this has been Tabletop Arcane's review of Arkham Horror 3rd Edition's expansion of Secrets of the Order. I've been your host, Justin. Thank you for listening. You can find us on social medias like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Make sure you like, follow, subscribe, leave us a comment. We always like to see what you think about the games. And as always, happy gaming. to Tabletop Arcanum, produced by Justin Taylor. This episode is hosted by Justin Taylor. Mixing and editing by Richard Geese. Original theme by Paul Moore and Isaac Gilbert. Check the description for this episode's featured background music. 
You can follow us on most social media platforms. Be sure to like, subscribe, and follow, and leave us a review if you would. As always, thanks for listening. Thank you.